This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. So, Kanye West, a.k.a. Yee, can't seem to find a way to stay away from former President Trump and out of the news. I'll have more on this in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now our friend Mike Lindell has done it again <clears throat> by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to be worn indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do wear them that way. They are made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, <clears throat> the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel set. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. <clears throat> and now... One had to be living under a rock to escape the repeated headlines that Kanye West, the rapper-turned-media and fashion mogul who has renamed himself Yee, had called former President Trump to request a dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Trump agreed. Then, to his surprise, West showed up with a small entourage that included someone Trump did not know or know of and had never met. That would be a self-styled white supremacist and anti-Semite, whom I will not dignify by giving his name. Suffice to say that the Trump-hating media world had a meltdown, accusing the former president of himself being a white supremacist and anti-Semite, both accusations being ridiculous. Trump issued this statement, saying, quote, This past week, Kanye West called me to have dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Shortly thereafter, he unexpectedly showed up with three of his friends whom I knew nothing about, unquote. But, of course, the chance to falsely accuse the former president of being a white supremacist and an anti-Semite was too much to resist for the Biden White House, which quickly put out its own statement saying this, quote, Bigotry, hate, and anti-Semitism have absolutely no place in America, including at Mar-a-Lago, unquote. Well, gee, agreed. Without a doubt, former President Trump, who had no idea who Yee's unannounced guest was, as the guest himself admits, agrees as well. And for the record, it was Donald Trump who negotiated the Abraham Accords and moved the American embassy to Jerusalem and is, by many accounts, the most popular American president in Israel ever. In fact, back in 2017, Newsweek reported that the Israeli government was set to name a train station after President Trump following his decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. The station was going to be built at the Western Wall, the site where Jews pray and believed to be a standing wall of the Second Temple. It is an ancient holy site revered in Judaism. Donald Trump became the first sitting U.S. president to visit that site ever. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his cabinet lauded Trump for his decision to move the embassy as a recognition of reality, and they were moved to show their appreciation to the American president by naming that train station after him. 
And yes, not to put too fine a point on this, but Donald Trump does in fact have a Jewish daughter, son-in-law, and grandchildren. The charge that he is anti-Semitic is insultingly laughable. But there's more here with this business, that Trump is, yes, a white supremacist. As the leftist magazine The Nation has noted, it is Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, who is proudly hung with white supremacists. The headline at one point in the magazine read this way, quote, when Joe Biden collaborated with segregationists, the candidate's years as an anti-busing crusader cannot be forgotten or readily forgiven, unquote. The magazine went on with chapter and verse about Biden's hanging with white supremacists, the segregationist senators of his Senate career. But if the Biden White House really believes what it said in that statement about there being no place in America for white supremacy, then surely it would agree that slavery was the personification of white supremacy, bigotry, and hate. Which is why I think the House GOP and presumed Speaker-to-be Kevin McCarthy have a golden opportunity to write a 157-year-old decidedly bigoted, hateful, and racist wrong by the Democratic Party. What is that opportunity? I would suggest it's time for a House resolution calling on President Joe Biden to officially apologize for his party's once very seriously official and repeated support of slavery from 1840 to 1860, not to mention the Democratic Party's long, very long history of supporting the ugliest kind of racism imaginable. So let's talk about that history for a minute. As Democrats prepared to nominate Senator Barack Obama to be the first black president in 2008, the Democratic National Committee and its then-chairman Howard Dean made a point of whitewashing the party's horrific and lengthy record of racism on the DNC's own website. The omission, the whitewashing, was in the section of the DNC website that described the party's history. The missing history, some 52 years, raised the obvious question of whether the Democrats are unable or simply unwilling to put their party on record as taking direct responsibility for one of the worst racial crimes of the ages. Here we are at the end of 2022, and the obvious answer is still no. So let me run through that missing history that Joe Biden and his party refused to discuss, much less apologize for, as they falsely accused Trump. What did the Democratic National Committee quietly not mention in their whitewashed party history? Here's a list. Buckle in. There was no reference to the number of Democratic Party platforms supporting slavery. There were six from 1840 to 1860. There was no reference to the number of Democratic presidents who owned slaves. There were seven from 1800 to 1861. There was no reference to the number of Democratic Party platforms that either supported segregation outright or were silent on the subject. There were 20 from 1868 through to 1948. There was no reference to Jim Crow, as in Jim Crow laws, nor is there reference was there reference to the role Democrats played in creating them. These were the post-Civil War laws passed enthusiastically by Democrats in that pesky 52-year part of the DNC's missing years. These laws segregated public schools, public transportation, restaurants, restrooms, and public places in general, everything from water coolers to beaches. The reason civil rights heroine Rosa Parks became famous is that she sat in the front of a whites-only bus, the whites-only designation, the direct result of local Democratic officials. There was no reference to the formation of the Ku Klux Klan, which, according to Columbia University historian Eric Foner, became a, quote, 
military force serving the interests of the Democratic Party, unquote. Nor was there reference to the university, to University of North Carolina historian Alan Trelease's description of the Klan as, quote, the terrorist arm of the Democratic Party, unquote. There was no reference in the DNC website to the fact that Democrats in Congress had opposed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution. The 13th banned slavery. The 14th effectively overturned the infamous 1857 Supreme Court Dred Scott decision, which was made by Democrat pro-slavery Supreme Court justices by guaranteeing due process and equal protection to former slaves. The 15th Amendment gave black Americans the right to vote. There was no reference to the fact Democrats opposed the Civil Rights Act of 1866. That was passed by the Republican Congress over the veto of Democratic President Andrew Johnson. The law was designed to provide blacks with the right to own private property, sign contracts, sue, and serve as witnesses in a legal proceeding. There was no reference to the Democrats' opposition to the Civil Rights Act of 1875. That was passed by a Republican Congress and signed into law by Republican President Ulysses Grant. The law prohibited racial discrimination in public places and public accommodations. There was no reference to the Democrats' 1904 platform, <clears throat> which devoted a section to, quote, sectional and racial agitation, unquote, claiming that Republican, the Republican Party's protest against segregation and the denial of voting rights to blacks sought to, quote, revive the dead and hateful race and sectional, sectional animosities in any part of our common country, unquote which in turn, quote, means confusion, distraction of business, and the reopening of wounds now happily healed, unquote. <coughs> Excuse me. There was no reference to four Democrat platforms from 1908 to 1920 that were silent on blacks, segregation, lynching, and voting rights as racial problems in the country and as they mounted. By contrast, the Republican platforms of those years specifically addressed rights of the, quote, rights of the Negro, quote unquote, in 1908, opposed lynchings in the platforms of 1912, 1920, 1924, and 1928. And as the New Deal from Franklin Roosevelt kicked in, it spoke out about the dangers of making blacks, quote, wards of the state, unquote. There was no reference to the DNC-sponsored Democrat Convention of 1924 known to history as the Klan Bank. The 103-ballot convention was held in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Hundreds of delegates were members of the Ku Klux Klan. The Klan so powerful that a plank condemning Klan violence was defeated outright. To celebrate, the Klan staged a rally with 10,000 hooded Klansmen in a field in New Jersey directly across the Hudson from the site of the convention. It was attended by hundreds of cheering convention delegates. The rally featured burning crosses and calls for violence against African-Americans and Catholics. There, is, there was no reference on this website to the fact that it was Democrats who segregated the federal government of the United States, specifically at the direction of Pred President Woodrow Wilson, the quote-unquote progressive Democrat, upon taking office in 1913. There is a reference to the fact that President Harry Truman integrated the military after World War II. Good for Harry. There was reference to the fact that Democrats created the Federal Reserve Board, passed labor and child welfare laws, and created Social Security with Wilson's New Freedom and FDR's New Deal. But there was no reference that these programs were created as the result of an agreement to ignore segregation and the lynching of blacks. 
Neither is there was there a reference to the thousands of local officials, state legislators, state governors, U.S. congressmen, and U.S. senators who were elected as supporters of slavery and then segregation between 1800 and 1965. Nor was there reference to the deal with the devil that left segregation and lynching as a way of life in return for election support for three post-Civil War Democrat presidents, Grover Cleveland, Woodrow Wilson, and Franklin Roosevelt. There was no reference that three-fourths of the opposition to the 1964 Civil Rights Bill in the U.S. House of Representatives came from Democrats, or that 80% of the nay vote on the bill in the United States Senate came from Democratic senators. Certainly, there was, is, was no reference to the fact that the opposition to that civil rights bill included future Senate Democratic leader Robert Byrd of West Virginia, a former Klan member, and, yes, Tennessee Senator Albert Gore Sr., the father of the future Vice President Al Gore. And last but certainly not least, there was no reference to the fact that Birmingham, Alabama Public Safety Commissioner Bull Connor, who infamously unleashed dogs and fire hoses on civil rights protesters, was in fact, yes indeed, both a member of the Democrat, Democratic National Committee and the Ku Klux Klan. Reading the DNC's official party history of the Democrats and the race issue and civil rights was not unlike reading in through the looking glass. When I use a word, Humpty Dumpty said in rather a scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. And these people, Joe Biden and company and people in the media are accusing Donald Trump of all people, of being a supporter of white supremacy? Really? Really? And here's the kicker. To this moment, the Democratic Party has never gone on record with an official apology to black Americans for supporting the enslavement of their ancestors. Never. Not once. Question. Isn't it about time? If the Biden White House and Trump critics are genuinely concerned about an accidental dinner guest at Mar-a-Lago, to reemphasize the guest the former president did not invite or even know was going to show up and didn't know who he was, then isn't it more than past time for an official party apology, apology from today's titular leader of the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, an apology for the repeated of decidedly official support for slavery by the Democratic Party that, in fact, had a serious impact on actual public policy and the lives of black Americans? This is something that has not been done in the 157 years since slavery was abolished and abolished over the objections, I might add, of Democrats in Congress. So I would suggest the need for a simple Republican House resolution calling on the Democratic Party leader of today, President Biden, to apologize on behalf of his party, an apology for unarguably the most horrendous party-supported evil in American history not to mention that very long list of other decidedly racist actions. That apology would be coming 157 years late, but better late than never, and it should pass unanimously with Joe Biden's support and that of every single House Democrat. Right? Right? For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news and views not to be found in the liberal media. And oh yes... As the season has arrived, I am not afraid to say that oldest of sentiments, Merry Christmas. <laughs>